Welcome to the Kingdom Mandate. Join us each Saturday as we share empowering and equipping messages that reflect on the Kingdom of God according to His sovereign will for mankind to remain in His covenant order. Get your clarion call and follow us on Blog Talk Radio, Kingdom Empowerment, Inc. to be here another day and to be uh, have the opportunity to share his word and um, to be a part of it because without him we can do nothing but with him all things are possible so we are here today on the kingdom mandate and I'm joined here with uh, our dear sister Jacqueline Rogers and uh, she's going to be joining in today as we have um some of us are out traveling, and some of us have been hit by the weather. So, But we are here, and we're going to share uh, what the Word of God is and what the Lord has to say about these great tribulations that we are um, coming into in probably the last days, the end time, uh, that the Lord talked about in Matthew 24. And we are uh, focused in the area of the great tribulations right now, Matthew 24, verses 21 through 22, when Jesus said there will be great tribulations. But I want to remind you we're not just talking about uh, the doom side that is coming, but we also want to let you know that there is a solution to all of this. All God has a plan for his children, and we're going to come to that as well. Uh, Today we're going to be focusing on Revelation chapter 9. We are on the 7th trumpet if you missed uh the prior sessions that we where we talked about the seven uh seals we have talked about the seven trumpets uh we have uh we're getting ready to also talk about the seven bowls uh starting today so uh, we have been going over the series of judgments that will be going up forward in revelations uh chapter the books of book of revelation so i would say go back and listen to the prior sessions if you want to learn more about it so that you can see where we are in this hour and where we are going to um as jesus has said in the word of god and i would say really go back and read matthew 24 it's very important and it's key for 
for the saints of God just as well as anyone out there that may happen to come into our uh, radio uh, topics that we we're going over that you may learn of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ that you might be saved but before we start we want to open up with prayer and I'm going to ask our dear sister Jacqueline can you open us up in prayer before we start our radio session today we come to you right now Lord God giving you all the praise all the glory and all the honor because you are the almighty God Father God, and and you are just amazing, oh God, in what you want to reveal to your children, oh God. Father God, we confess any sins, oh God, that may have been uh, done, oh God, knowingly or unknowingly, oh God. We ask your forgiveness today. Oh God, we thank you, oh God, for life, health, and breath, and strength today, oh God, to be able to be on this call and to be able to share with the people of God. And Lord God, and, and, and finally, Lord God, we ask that you just hear our prayers today, oh God and that you would bring the manifestation, Lord God, of that which we pray for, for the body of Christ on this day. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Bless the Lord. Thank you so much, um, Sister Sister Jacqueline, um, for the prayer. We needed and much and even more in uh, this kingdom hour. And uh, before, I'm going to read in Revelations chapter 11. Uh, verses starting with verse 15, that's where we left off. We're looking at the seventh trumpet that is blowing. And um, as we know, these are all extreme and serious things that are to befall us on the earth. But we also want to take remembrance that these are visions. These are um, revelations of the mysteries of the kingdom that is being revealed to John uh, the Revelator and uh, the Apostle John the Revelator. And so I want you to remember that not always is visions and dreams the same thing as what we would want to view it in the fleshly or the carnal eye at all times. But nevertheless, we look at it in the natural and we look at it in the spiritual. So I want to read in Revelations 15. I mean, 11, verse 15, and it says, And the seventh angel sounded, and there were great voices in heaven saying, The kingdoms of this world are become the kingdoms of our Lord Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. Bless the Lord. And uh, the four and twenty elders which sat before God on their seats fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come, because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. And the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the death, that they should be judged, and that thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets. And to the saints and them that fear thy name, small and great, shouldest, and shouldest destroy them which destroy the earth. And the temple of God was open in heaven, and there was seen in his temple the ark of his testament. And there were lightnings and voices and thunderings and earthquakes and great hail. Wow. That's a lot of things that are occurring in the earth again. Um, 
serious things. Uh, but we also look at the beginning where it says, and there was great voices in the heavens saying, the kingdoms of the world are become the kingdoms of our Lord and his Christ, and he shall reign forever and ever. And the four and twenty elders were set before God on their seats, fell upon their faces and worshiped God, saying, we give thee thanks, O Lord God Almighty, which art and was and art to come because thou hast taken to thee thy great power and has reigned. Amen. But the nations were angry about that. And thy wrath is come. So uh, it, it, it appears like that we are, that's a season, it's a time that is occurring on the earth where, again, it's another woe. Um, we would say it's the third woe. And the end of Satan's dominion as well, and he's not happy about that. Um, his, his, the Antichrist with an S are not happy about the reign of Jesus being on the earth. Um, it says there is a there there is a great joy in the heavens because the kingdom of the world, Satan's kingdom, the kingdom of this world. Now Jesus spoke several times in the Word of God. He said, "This is the kingdom of darkness." This is the kingdom of light, and then he speaks about the world as a cosmos system, a different system that doesn't equate to the kingdom of God. But here it is, a kingdom of uh, God system is coming, and it is manifesting into the earth, and Satan is not happy about it. Uh, so it's coming. his kingdom is coming to an eternal end, and God's kingdom is being restored in the earth. So uh, we have these fallen men uh, who who uh, rejected Jesus Christ, who is not happy because they are chosen to follow after this false God uh, covenant, this false uh, relationship that they believe will keep them happy in the earth, a form of euphoria, a world system that is not going to uh, keep them happy. And um, in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, it says, uh, it talks about the ruler of the demons uh, being present in the earth. So these things are coming to an end. It's coming to a destruction. And then in, in Matthew uh, 12, 24, it talks about these rulers who disobey God. And, and um, so we're coming to this, uh, the end of all of these demonic functions that are existing in the earth that which means there's some hierarchies coming down there's some principalities and powers of darkness that sit in high places that are being shifted and removed and dismantled in the earth and of course satan's kingdom would not like that the the demonic forces that exist the hierarchies upon hierarchies and the dimensions uh, that they sit in, they would not like that. Because it says in Revelations, <clears throat> excuse me, it's saying that in verse 18, 11, 18, it says, and the nations were angry, and thy wrath is come, and the time of the dead that they should be judged, and that should thou shouldest give reward unto thy servants, the prophets, and to the saints. And them that fear thy name, small and great, and shouldest destroy them 
which destroyed the earth. Wow, that's some serious things going on. Minister Jacqueline, what has the Lord uh, shown you in that area? Um, Just as you said, um, Dr. Danny, the enemy is not happy, you know, with with, um, what God is planning to do and going to do and showing the saints. And there is going to be a lot of rebellion that's going to happen. Um, He's not willing to give up his kingdom without a fight. So we must know, as Scripture has told us, that as believers, we must learn to endure like good soldiers, you know, putting on the whole armor of God. And you mentioned uh, another time before you said we can't be afraid, you know, in these end times, knowing that these things are to come. That's why I believe that God has shared with us because with us, he said he doesn't want to have us ignorant to the enemy's devices. So he's revealing it to us, and he's letting us know that we're, we must be ready. We must be ready because there is going to come a time when the uh, changing of the guard is going to shift, so to speak, and Christ is going to reign. And we must put our faith and our trust in God truly and wholeheartedly and not in, you know, things and material possessions and things of that nature and not get stuck, you, you know, like in, in what we we really must, this, this is a time where we really have to have that most holy faith and really believe God and his word. Amen. I totally agree with you there. And, um, you know, I, the, the Lord took me um, back to reading um, Genesis 18 and 19 in the time of Sodom and Gomorrah. Um, when there was much sin going on in that area um, in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, you know, even though that Lot was, um, you know, he was a gatekeeper there and and he had been in the midst of what was righteous. um, And the Lord still considered him enough to bring him out of that environment. It's like he found it difficult to leave it. When the angels of the Lord are saying, look, we're getting ready to destroy this Sodom and Gomorrah because of the the cries that are going up into the heavens because of wickedness here. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, in uh, Revelation 6, when we were talking, if we were talking in Revelation 6, it said the saints were crying out to the Lord because of the wickedness, because... They, they, the, the uh, wicked wanted to destroy the the saints of the Most High God. Those that were clinging and holding on to the truth and the Spirit of God, they wanted to destroy them. So it said they were up, clinging, staying up under the altar, calling upon the Lord, crying out unto the Lord, and and so the cries were being heard in the heavens, and so it causes a release of of different events in the earth to be stemmed. And so there's a whole lot of people that we find um, that are sitting in high places even right now that do not want the truth and spirit of the Lord to come out. Um, what are your thoughts in that area? That is that is so true, and you really touched on something right there that um, you see now with all of these different cases of um, sexual harassment, and things of that nature, that's that's a sign of exposure, that there are a lot of things that are going to be revealed. You know, God's no longer going to allow the enemy to keep 
his his um his plans and his schemes under wraps. You know, he's going to reveal it. And we as believers, we really this is this is really time for believers to to share the word of God first and mm-hmm. foremost. Because God mm-hmm. desires to and be lost. And mm-hmm. so we as believers have to continue to share the word, but in addition to that not be surprised and taken aback by the things that we see in these days because it's going to be happening the more and the more as we, we approach in these end times because God he, he God says, you know, he's not going to be mocked. You know, um the the, the enemy seems to be like he's in control right now. But I'm I, I believe God that his kingdom is going to come and he is going to his truth is what's going to be revealed. And as he said here in the scripture in um, Revelation, we were just reading in 15, in verse um, 18, where he said, yeah, the nations, they are angry, and the wrath of God is coming. But he is also going to reward his servants, his prophets, and his saints, and those that call upon mm-hmm. his name. So, mm-hmm. so we must, must stand on that and trust and believe that. Though all of these mm-hmm. things that are going to happen, the, the, the enemy is angry. He really is upset. And what happens when, when people are upset and they don't want to be exposed? You know, they, they stop at nothing to try to keep their power and their control. They'll, they, they don't yeah. want to give it. They're going to fight. It's, it's almost going to be like a, 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 a cat clawing match. <laughs> a picture of what it's going to be. You know, they going to be constantly that clawing and, and, and tearing at it because they don't want to give up. And and they must. They must because Yeah. Cause yeah. About, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, case. go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. No, no. Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Uh-huh. No, no, no. Well, you know, I, I this, this one of the things about Satan um is pride, you know. And yes. we have a boldness, yes. we have a boldness where you go to the throne of grace. Um, but we also have a boldness of the world system. Um, right. The boldness of the world system sits in pridefulness. And mm-hmm. so there's no repentance. There's right. no yes. uh, submission mm-hmm. unto the mm-hmm. word of God. And and, and there's no uh, thing that says, I, I will bow and I will submit to the word of God. No matter how I am, where I am, what I'm right. doing, if I if I have wronged the Lord, I have to sit down. I have to I have to bow down. So regardless of my title, regardless of of uh, who I am in the eyes of people, regardless of uh, government, regardless of politics, regardless of uh, my church uh, position and my church title, I, I, you know, and, and, and to follow the word of God. If you say that you are a Pentecostal or evangel- evangelical or uh, uh, a Christian or um, Baptist or whatever your denomination is, if if you say that you're a Christian and you and you choose to follow after Jesus Christ, you you will honor His word regardless of whatever uh, views people have. You you yeah. you will honor God's word. You will go in your closet and you will bid down and you will repent to the Lord and say, "Forgive me, 
and, and yes. you, will, you will strip yourself of whatever your title is, your position is. You will set bounds. It's not about the things that are around you, um, what, what people around you have done, but it's about you and your individual relationship with God. And yes. the person that is non-repentant is, is, is prideful, pride. Mm-hmm. And those are the ones that come against the truth and spirit of Jesus Christ. They come against the true saints of God who desire to remain uh, um, in, the un, in the unleavened bread of Jesus Christ. And, and so here we have... Uh, Lot, who was in in, uh, Sodom and Gomorrah, and you have two angels there with you. You know that there's something uh, unique about them that you want to bring them off into your household. You want to keep them away from the horns of darkness that you know that exist in the land. And it's so many things that that Lot did that just uh, confuses me because here you have two angels that are telling you to get up and get out of this city because we are getting ready to destroy the city. It says in verse 12 of uh, Genesis chapter 19, And the men said unto Lot, Hast thou here any besides son-in-law, son-in-law and, the, and thy sons and thy daughters and whatsoever thou hast in the city? Bring them out of this place, for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is waxing great before the face of God, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. That's how filthy Sodom and Gomorrah was. Now, we all know that in Sodom and Gomorrah, there was uh, all kind of fornication, all kind of uh, uh, men sleeping with men. All kind of different things were going off in that environment, murdering uh, people's bodies laying out in the streets, so much filth going on that the cries unto the heavens was great. Mm-hmm. Now, it didn't say whose cries it was, but it was cries that was going into the heavens that was great. It says right. waxing great before the face of the Lord, and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. And Lot went out and spake unto his sons-in-law, which married his daughters, and said, Up, get you out of this place, and the Lord, and the, for the Lord will destroy the city. But he seems as one that mocked unto his sons-in-law. Okay, now listen to this. And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened Lot, saying, Arise. Take thy thy wife and thy two daughters, which are are here, lest thou be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and up upon the hand of his wife. You see, he was lingering. Mm -hmm. If if you have angels there telling you, get out of this place, the Lord's getting ready to come. be consume it because of iniquity, and you lingering, you taking your time. The men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, and the Lord being merciful unto him, and they brought brought him forth and said, set him without the city. 
And, and then they even give them further instructions. But how can you linger? And Jesus said, don't be like Lot's wife. Right. And look back. And there are so many people that I'm afraid of in this hour that are still looking back, that are saying that, well, it hasn't happened uh, in my time. Uh, we haven't seen it. And many people that have been here in the earth a long, a long time, and they're like, have come complacent and comfortable um, and and um, many leaders of the body of Christ that are like still corrupting and polluting the word of God and they're still looking back and saying well nothing has happened so far so it's okay for me to do this and 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 that day is going to come you know mm-hmm. God is going to judge you for your 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 uh, politics he's going to judge you for your corruption he's going to judge for all of these things that we are doing here in the earth and people are taking it lightly and they're saying well it hasn't happened yet but listen you know if you walk out of a building today and a stone fall on you you're not going to have a chance to uh ask god for forgiveness it's it, it's over nobody can pray your soul back to uh where you want it to be at that all of those superficial uh uh things that have polluted and corrupted the word of God is not going to manifest. You're going to be sitting at the uh, throne of judgment. You will bow at the name of Jesus. But the question is, are you going to hell or are you going to heaven? Where's your eternal abode going to be? Amen. Amen. I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) Please share what the Lord has given you. Um, I want to say, as you you were um, speaking about the repentance, you know, you were saying about you started talk about Satan and his pride. You're right. Pride does have a certain amount of boldness and, and, and rebellion that's attached mm-hmm. to it. That's you to just give in. And when you read him in Revelations in um, 19, just as we're going now into the seventh trumpet, but followed by the sixth trumpet, and it says that um, verse 20, um, chapter 9, verse 20, it says, but the rest of mankind who were not killed by these plagues that are going to come, did not repent after all that was said and done. You know, God, he's, he's shown that he all, he has all power in his hands, and it says they did not repent of the works of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols of gold and silver and brass and stone and wood, which can neither see nor hear nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders or their sorceries, or their sexual immoralities, or their sex. So that mm. that just right there, that those those things that people are into that 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 have been in bondage, that they're mm-hmm. not willing to give up in it. God is coming and letting them know that this is not pleasing unto me. I'm 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 giving you fair warning, and they're not taking heed to it. They're not, and like you said, it is because of their pride and their rebellion. And they mm-hmm. and they want what they want to do. And as Scripture has said before, that you know Christ is gonna He's gonna show you some things, but eventually He's gonna turn you over to your reprobate mind, and He's gonna let you have your way. You know, and you have to decide. It says, "Choose ye this day who you're going to serve," because we yeah. don't we don't down especially the saints, the difference between good and evil, you know, but oftentimes people, you know, and I think that we've all made the mistake when we were in our sin to justify it, 
But when you compare your life to the word of God, you, you can only do what the word says. That's nobody's particular theology, whether you're a Baptist or, like you said, Pentecostal, whatever your denomination that you follow, so to speak. You're, if your denomination is not based on the word of God, then you're going to have to make some adjustments. And you got to be willing to do so, like you said, if you love God, if you say that you love God, you're a, you're a blood-bought believer. This is what Christ's blood died for. This, this is why it was built, so that we could come into the full knowledge of Christ mm-hmm. Jesus. Not, yes, not, that, Jesus. not that which fits our fancy, you know, or, or makes us feel good, you know. And I, yes. I often hear this a lot of times with, you know, um, the those who are having their identity crisis, you know, well, God mm-hmm. is love. You can't control who you love, but you can. Mm-hmm. When you mm-hmm. compare it to the word of God, what does God mm-hmm. say about these things? Then you have to make a decision, and you have mm-hmm. to come up with whatever is trying to come at you because, mm-hmm. like the Bible says, the, the, the body is, the, the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. And that's what you yeah. got to overcome. Yeah. You got to overcome the temptations in your flesh. The Bible says we're drawn away from our own lustful desires. And you got to mm-hmm. be willing to be honest with yourself and seek out the things that are going to help you not to fall into temptation instead of giving into the temptation. Because we all have them. And at some point, it's, it's the flesh mm-hmm. that you got to bring under submission. You know, you have to line your body up with what your mind is telling you. That's why the scripture says you got to renew your mind first. Yes, Lord. You got to mm-hmm. renew your mind first because your body is never going to want to do what your mind is telling it to do when it's comfortable. You know, just like people who who want to eat, you know, they overeat because it feels good. Because it feels good to eat. You know, when the world is beating you down, you go to do something that wants that makes you feel good because you're feeling so terrible or whatever it is, but we got to learn how to go to the Word and see what does God say about these things? What does Scripture say about this before I make a decision, before I go to try to do something? What is God saying about it? And that goes for all of us. Like, we cannot give in to the flesh that is the pride. You know, the body, the Bible says, you know, we're drawn away by the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life. So those things you have to get into alignment and really, really. So we have to search ourselves and not be so willing to always cast blame and ask the Lord, God, what what are you trying to teach me in this, you know, when things happen, you know, not to fall into rebellion. Because it's easy to want to do your own thing because we live in a culture now that, you know, everybody's like, you know, whatever makes you happy. <laughs> and it's just, it's, that's not the word of God. It's not whatever makes you happy. It's obey God, you know, because he says that we're going to have afflictions. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You know, the Christian walk is not some, you know, big party, like a a happy life, you know, because happiness, people fail to realize, it's a state of mind, you know, because the Bible says the joy of the Lord must be your strength. So when you have joy, the joy of the Lord, you should, happiness is is like secondary. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You have the joy. The Lord, where your strength comes from, and when you have the joy of the Lord, how could you not be happy? I don't care what go, what's going on. 
because if the joy of the Lord is your strength, then you have happiness because you're at you you learn to become at peace with whatever it is that you're dealing with, whatever it is that you're going through, because your trust is in God and you know that He's gonna bring you through. Irregardless, bring you through. He says the word says, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. So there's going to be some dark times and some dark moments. But we can't give up. And we can't give in to what we want to do to make us feel good for the moment. Because you might feel good today, but it might cost you tomorrow a price that you really can't afford to pay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's you know, right. So we, but, you really, but, so we have to think about it. But but you know what? You know, I, and I'm, when I'm talking, um, when I'm speaking on here, I'm speaking to myself too. Okay. Absolutely. So I want yes. to point that out. And so when I'm when I'm yes. speaking to myself, it's because the Lord is, um, you know, bringing it up on me so strongly to to voice it out, to bring it and say it. Because if 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 I don't say what the Lord is saying is going to be on top of my head, I'm, I'm the right. one that will have problems with sleeping at nighttime. Right. And so um, he's not really so concerned about our flesh and 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 that area outside of, uh, of the courts, but he is concerned about that innermost part because he searches the heart of man. And mm-hmm. and our imaginations, our, our vain imaginations toward the world, how why following all the patterns of the world, a system, not talking about the kingdom of God, but I'm talking about falling out the out of the world system. You see, uh, Paul said, I have nothing to really say uh, unto the ones that are in the world because God will judge them, but I'm talking to the body of Christ. Right. And I'm yeah. talking to the people who say that they sold out for Jesus, and they're constantly saying Jesus Christ, and 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 I I love the Lord, you know, and and so I'm talking to that body of Christ out there right now, and I'm saying, okay, if you say that you love the Lord, are you willing to die? Are you willing to die? Uh, in him and and let go of some, some of these things that are in the world that are holding you back because are we followers of Jesus Christ or are we followers of the world and we can't mix both patterns we can't serve God and serve mammon we can't mix it all up and say oh, oh it's all right anymore because we're in a time and a season where things are beginning to shift patterns or beginning to change, designs are beginning to increase in favor of uh, of darkness. So we are supposed to be increasing the kingdom mandate, the order of God in the earth. We are supposed to be the ones that are bringing the kingdom of God into manifestation in the earth. Where uh, where Paul was walking in the earth, he, things were happening. The, the power of the Lord was being released. The manifestation of God's glory was coming into evidence in the earth. What are we doing? Uh, uh, we're preaching the word of God, but where, where are we producing the evidence of the kingdom of God in the earth anymore? To where someone will say, yes, when I'm speaking, when you're speaking to me, I know that the Lord is talking to me, and I, 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 I'm ready to give my life to uh, myself to Jesus Christ. Um, and and the uh, the healing is coming out. The true healing is manifesting in the environment. Or are we uh, bringing the fullness of the kingdom of God in, or are we settling for the kingdom of darkness? Mm. 
and allowing it to breed uh, unto destruction. And are, are we fooled mm-hmm. um, that we are following after things that are not of God? Are we, are we fooled in this hour? Are we desolate in this hour? Are we at apostasy in this hour? And if we are the body of Christ, you know, um, in, in evangelism, if you are out on the streets and someone say, well, I used to go to church, but I don't go anymore, then I have to wonder, I'm not going to question that person so much. I have to wonder what is going on in the church when a person say that I, want, I'm, I left the church. Right, right, right. And they, yeah. especially if they say that, um, well, I believe in uh, Buddhism now, or I believe in I'm a Muslim now, or mm-hmm. I, I'm following. So I have to wonder what is going on in the church now in this hour, and and where is the church going to be when the seventh trumpet blows? Mm-hmm. Uh, what? What are the leaders really thinking about? Are they looking, what am I doing wrong? What what am I doing right? What You know, what is the focus now? That's See, we want to preach, yeah, we want to preach the word of God, but we also want to save souls, and we want to keep souls saved. We want to continue to increase the, the uh, body of Christ because that's what we're called to do. To bring people into salvation. So where, when this seventh trumpet is blowing, where is the real body of Christ? Are we assembling to Jesus Christ and, and lifting him up and rejoicing? Or are we, are we running scared like when uh, God came down and he, um, they, they were saying, come down God and reveal yourself to us and Moses is there at the mountain, and now they're Mm -hmm. saying, no, Moses, you go talk to God because we're afraid. I mean, are they afraid and running away because the word of God is becoming too pure for them? Um, So we have to begin to look at these things. Why are we losing parts and members of the body of Christ? Okay, so... um, that's We're talking about this. Yeah, that's a really good ahead. point that's brought up because in in and we in the mere fact that we're you know studying in Revelation. So with that, you got to go back to where Revelation begins, where where John the first thing, and as you had mentioned, I, I don't want to kind of go my thoughts or so much is coming at me right now, but you mentioned earlier the the Bible. First of all, Paul is talking to the saints. The Bible is the Bible is written to believers, not unbelievers, in 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 which is is our instruction for life. But when you open up Revelation, not long after in chapter two, he goes right into talking to the churches, and 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 describing them and telling them honestly, telling them where they are, where most churches probably wouldn't want to uh, uh, believe that they are in these seven churches telling them, you know, that you're doing this good and, you know, and, and, and um, you know, lifting them up. But before it's over, he admonishes them and tells them, you may have this together, but you're missing this portion over here. 
And you got to be willing, the church, first and foremost, the leaders, you got to be willing to listen and first and foremost, like you said, hear God. Your your relationship with God as a leader is, is paramount in these end times, leadership, because like you said, when you find that someone, you know, used to go to church, you know, doesn't go to church anymore, you know, and and that's a problem. Like you said, that that's a real problem because how could you, uh, what what brought you to God in the first place? And like the Bible says, taste and see that the Lord is good. You know, and Amen. You, get, you get that taste of God, you know, because mm-hmm. I can mm-hmm. understand you going to a, a different church or whatever, but never walking away from God. Yeah. Never walking away from God, the one true living God, that whatever brought you to that church, and now you find yourself, like, you don't want to have any, because when you're walking away from the church, you're not just walking away from a pastor, you know, because you can go find another pastor. You're walking away mm-hmm. from God. And, and, you know, the biggest thing about that is is that, you know, I wonder, is it because they didn't find God? The, the, you know, some of these, these youth, true, you know, yeah. that said that I grew yeah. up in the church and I just yeah. didn't get anything out of it, and they, and mm-hmm. they left the church. So the question is, is are they finding God in the church? Because, mm-hmm. I mean, if, if the, the world is looking like the, the environment of the church, what is the difference? You're right. You're right. You're right. And it, it, it makes if, I, if I want a country club, I mean, I, if I go to a country club and I come to the church and the church is a country club, what would be the difference? If I, mm-hmm. if I go to, um, you know, a... Um, Societal place or, or fraternal order, and I go to the church, and the church is a fraternal order. What's the difference? Wow. You, yeah. Do you, do you understand? So if yes. I'm looking for God, you know, and the the Bible says that the temple was built for the dwelling place of what? God. It wasn't really God. built for the people. No. Right. You're okay. right. So it was Worship. a place that was built for God to sit in and to Worship. dwell in. So that people could come and worship him. So if mm-hmm. the church is built for the people or the pastor or, you know, then so we have to begin to look at this again. Are we really aligned with the sovereign will of God? And are we manifesting things the way he would have us to manifest them? Or are we are moving forward based on traditions wrote by men? For the past 100 years, and we're now missing God because there were seasons and times when we had the presence of God. Their baptism of the Holy Ghost was going forward so much. People were hungry and thirsting and looking for it. But now, you know, where, where is the church right now? Where are we? What are we, what are we doing? The will, sovereign will of God. That someone will say, "No, I've tasted of this God. I'm, I'm not moving. I'm not budging because, and they're hungry for it. Where we're not constantly coaching them. Oh, um, you know, you didn't come on time today. Oh, uh, you know, because there, there's, there were seasons and times I was so hungry for God. I'm running, you know. Mm. So I'm asking, do you understand what I'm saying? I know you." You understand what I'm saying? So what is going? What what happened? Where's the break? Where yeah. and I'm saying these things not to criticize 
the church, not to break down the church structure, because we need to be able to fellowship together. We need to be able to save souls. We need to be able to go into the dwelling place of God to worship him. We have to look at what is happening now and how do we face the great tribulation in that hour, in this hour, in the days to come, with the stage that everything is now. We we have to look at it. Are we doing the right thing? Yeah. Are we doing the right thing? Because there's a lot of empty places now, and there are places that are becoming more empty. And I'm not proclaiming that, but I'm saying this is the facts. So this is where we are at point A. How do we get it back to point B and bring it into the state of God's sovereign will where we will uh, be practicing the dominion and power of God in the earth? Please go ahead and share your thoughts. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm like you in terms of that, and you said something that was really, really important that the body of Christ needs to hear if anyone is listening to the fact that um, this this conversation that we're having is never to bring down the church, but to point things out because there's obviously some things that are missing, you know, and, and that's why the Bible says, humble yourself before the Lord. All walk in humility, and and we aspire to, to, we say we love God and to do the things that God is calling us to do. You hear easier. You know, you, you can adapt to change because we live in, in, a, in a time where, you know, everything is fast-paced, you know, everything is moving so quickly, and, and sometimes I believe that ministry now has gotten caught up, you know, in trying to, you know, stay abreast of the, the times. You know, social media has a whole different role in ministry these days, and it, it takes churches in, in a lot of different directions. And I'm not one to I'm not I'm not a real uh, Facebook person or anything like that. But I understand what social media was designed to do and to networking and things of that nature. And it has actually changed the dynamics of ministry and how how ministry is done. But ultimately, you cannot forget the essence of what, like what the church was created for. Like you said, mm-hmm. to worship mm-hmm. God. So yeah, there must be a place that's the falling away. That's the falling away mm-hmm. right now because it's not about the worship to God. You know, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's this, that, you, you know, you got to make sure this is together and it, programs and things of that nature, and you get distracted because that's not mm-hmm. what it's all about. Mm-hmm. We wanted to get there because we do want the the presence of the Lord. We do want the revelation of God. You, you we need, need the mystery because without it. it, we perish. Yes. The Bible says without yes. the vision, without the wisdom, without the knowledge and understanding right. of God, we perish. And we perish. need that revelation yes. above all things. Without it, we perish. Now, do should we get revelation? Um, there's the the revelation for the body within, you know, an edification within the body of Christ, for the edification in the body of Christ, and then we have revelation for the nations. We have revelation, but 
if we are not give that that open display uh the of the kingdom of God is not becoming um you know birth and forth into the world will anyone begin will they believe you um as more than what it was before because you see there's been so much false things mm-hmm. that we mm-hmm. now have have to go back and really look at this thing very well and begin to have the open display of the power of the Lord in the earth so that people yes. will say yes. Yes, and, and that they can turn. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, and know for a surety. And you also mentioned something else that I, I, I made a note of, that we have, we've gotten too comfortable with the traditions of men, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and Bible, clearly, Jesus talks about that. And more times than not, he was saying how, you know, when it comes to the commandments of God, uh, are you to put the traditions of men above the commandments of God? And you're not supposed to do that. Mm-hmm. And, there, and there's a lot of tradition that has seeped into the church, you know, mm-hmm. that people do things, you know, we're doing it this way and, and so forth. And, and God, and it, it, it hinders the move of God. It hinders the move of God, you know, because mm-hmm. I've been in ministry, and, I, and I'm blessed um, to be able to attend a church where uh, my pastor, she allows the move of the Holy Ghost, you know, that, that mm-hmm. God has mm-hmm. his way, that we're not mm-hmm. so caught in tradition and in a and, and program that when the mm-hmm. Spirit of God comes in, that we can't put all that stuff aside. You know, I've witnessed that, and I know what that's like. And I'm going to tell you, it's an amazing, awesome thing when we really, really, really tell the Lord, like here in Revelation, this, and this just kept blowing my mind when I was reading this again today, and I was like, wow, how the, mm-hmm. the angels, the elders, Every time, you know, um, they gave they gave um, homage to the presence of God. You know, they bowed, they fell at their feet. You know, when when the presence of God came to be, when He wanted to say something and to speak, and everybody just bowed to the God who was and is and is to come. And when you understand, when you have that knowledge, you know, and it, it can't just be a head knowledge. That is what has to seep down in your heart. That you have to have that heart. Um, desire to want to worship God for who He was, who He is, and who He is yeah. going to yeah. get to be. Mm-hmm. That nothing mm-hmm. else matters. That with mm-hmm. all of that, and you said too, when we're when we're sharing here today, what God has given us to share. First and foremost, mm-hmm. it is, and I know mm-hmm. I am busy, and I know the Lord is speaking to me right now. To mm-hmm. sometimes it does not even matter what is going on because the to do list yeah. can get can be overwhelmed. They get so long it's like you can't even keep up with it. And and we, we put God aside sometimes. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, I gotta do this. No, 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 no. Do you see how mm-hmm. they stopped it here? They stopped everything they were doing in this scripture and they were bowing down bowing to God. Down. And yes, Lord. Bowing down, falling on their faces mm-hmm. first of all mm-hmm. because you're not, you got to know that you're not worthy to stand right. and look into the face of God. Hallelujah. You're not even worthy. That's when, mm-hmm. when, when God, Jesus, um, God told Moses, you know, you can't see my face and live, but I can let my glory pass by you. 
You, you understand? Mm-hmm. Like, because God is just that kind of awesome. We are not on his level. No, we're mm-hmm. near it. And, and, mm-hmm. and we have no. we, we no. to speak mm-hmm. with God, and we really need to put God on the throne mm-hmm. of our life in everything. Amen. In Amen. And you know, you know, one of the things is, is I mean, because I I agree with you where where I am right now. If when the spirit of the Lord start moving, you know, we the the environment, the they allow everything to go forth. You know, who's going to override the Lord? Mm-hmm. And and if we were if we would get to a point of surrendering. Yeah. And allowing the Lord to move. Let me tell you something. This correction that is being done in the church, you know, about uh, how a person is dressed and what they're thinking and all all of these things, it would change because no Mm -hmm. one can stand in the presence of the Lord and remain with the same state of mind. No one. There will be change and there will be transformation because... Once that Holy Ghost hit them, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the mm-hmm. the entertainment of this world will have no magnification, and, and there's none. none, none, and and that's that's where we need to be at. We need to be yeah. on our faces. Yeah, we need to be worshiping God. Mm-hmm. We need to be seating in the midst of the Lord and allowing His rule and reign in every environment. That's where we where we should be, and we can take um, we can take information, not information. We can take the word of God and apply it. Yes, in those environments, and we we will see change. We will see the shift. We will see Azusa Street. We will see uh, some of the manifestations and the and and power of the Lord to move in the earth, and that's what we need to do. Um, in order for that to happen, because it's not just, uh, you see, uh, as, I, as I was saying before, it's not just assembling, but uh-uh. it's assembling unto the Lord on to one, worship. On one accord, mm-hmm. on one accord. It's, that's, the, that's the key, mm-hmm. getting on one accord, like-minded people coming together to do one thing. When you, when you enter into your sanctuary, all of your, your shopping list, your to-do list, all of that stuff, you have to leave it at the door. Oh, leave yeah. Leave it at the altar in order to truly, truly, truly worship God because without it, you just going through the motion. you just going through the motion. And and I think that we've all had our times, you know, because the enemy is most busiest right before you try to go enter into the house of worship because he doesn't want you to go with a peace of mind. So, all, so to speak, all hell breaks loose around you. You know, the kids will act crazy. The husband, you know, y'all have a disagreement, you know, because we have to really, 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 first of all, God has to be on the throne of our lives. But as believers, when you're studying the word to study, to show yourself approved, that's got to be an ongoing thing because the enemy never sleeps. He says, the, the Bible says he comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And so he's always working and lurking to try to bring division and contention in, in, in all types of relationships. Every mother, child, you know, husband, wife, siblings, friends, he always comes to bring a divide. So when, mm-hmm. when, when things happen, 
we as believers, again, you know, we got to be wiser. We got to be wiser. And you got to look at the things like you, you, you're not mad with the individual. You're mad mm-hmm. with the spirit that's trying to come upon the it. That's yeah. the incident. We can no longer be ignorant to the enemy's devices. Like the word says, we exactly. are not the flesh and blood. Mm-hmm. You're, you're you, never you mad at the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you never and you you will see it for what it is. You'll see that right. it's not a person. Right. You'll see that you're dealing with a spirit, but and a when spirit. you're dealing with a spirit, you will you will uh, you know start tackling the spirit instead spirit, of the individual. Right, and you're not so, and you're not, you're not mad mm-hmm. with the individual exactly. But then too, that but, comes but with then, the maturity. Right, but then, this, and then again, I believe that this is also to the soulish area. Because it deals with the emotions and things like that, and the church should get past that. You're going to have um, people who, uh, or like I said, what the Bible says, that there's people that are outside, that just just not, just a, as the Bible says it, A-N-T-I-C-H-R-I-S-T-S, Antichrist. Mm-hmm. You're going to have the rebellion and you're going to have the perdition. And right. Right. If you don't if you don't uh allow the discernment of the Lord to take over what your emotional seat uh is is translating you will you will be fooled. Mm-hmm. And and you will be battling with something for nothing. You will be mm-hmm. battling with something for nothing because the, why would Jesus say why would Jesus have said, you know, um, if they don't receive you, pick up your, you know, pick a, pick up your items and dust your That's feet so, off. You understand? He's not saying that for nothing. So again, are we followers of Christ, or or right. we make our own right. rules and guidelines right. based on traditional measures of men, you know, precepts right. and laws of men, or do are we gonna cling to what the Word of God is and hold on to it? And be steadfast and movable and abiding in it, you know. Right. Because we can pick up our own conceptual way of thinking that of euphoria that makes us feel good, but uh, we're in different seasons and time, and this is why people become angry. They become bitter with the the true children of God who are telling the truth. They became angry with Jesus Christ, and they wanted to get him out of that environment because he was interrupting their agenda. Right, right. He was bringing right. change and transformation that was too hard and too deep for them. Yeah. And and it made it so hard for them to accept it that they were ready to crucify him. So what, what were they crucifying the outside? Because they right. couldn't deal with the inside, so they wanted to deal with what was on the outside. So they looked at uh, his eyes, they looked at his uh, flesh, they looked at everything that was outside to try to uh, crucify him. And they cru- they put him on the cross, but they didn't kill him because he's still living. Guess what? Every saint of God, their spirit will still live. Their spirit, look, look at, let me give you an example, uh, Moody. The, the messages that he left is still lingering on. Right. 
okay? So whatever he was here on the earth for to fulfill in the Lord, it is still manifested to this day because it was the Lord that was working through him, mm-hmm. okay? So people will be angry with anything that has to do with truth and spirit of the Lord. They will be angry at it when Jesus went off into the temple. And he, you know, in this day and time, they would have said, this man is mad. He is crazy. He is out of his mind. Arrest him. They arrested uh, some people not too long ago. They went into the Senate place. They arrested them. They, they, they're like, you know, these people, something's wrong with them. And they were sharing the word of God. Okay, so there's going to be people, even that, or say that they're Christians, that will side with, well, they shouldn't have been there. And they would have said, Jesus shouldn't have been there. Crucify him. Crucify him. He shouldn't be talking about these things to to these people who sit in high places. That are Pharisees, Sadducees, and scribes. That are are, uh, put in place to have governorship over us. No, it shouldn't be happening. So right. Jesus, the way they perceive Jesus, go ahead. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wanted to say when you just said that, because, yeah, they all looked at him. Oh, he's just the carpenter's son. You know, he's just Joseph's mm-hmm. son. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So can anything come good come out of Nazareth? You know? Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and even when he went in the midst of them, not much happened because his spirit the spirit, the Bible says, Jesus said, is, is not me, it's the spirit that's within me. So the mm-hmm. spirit, even at the time of Peter, it wasn't him that judged Ananias and Sapphira. It was the spirit that was in them because they blasphemed the Holy Ghost. Right. Okay. So uh, there was no reason, the Bible said there was no reason for them to lie. But and and so it's not like El Elroy, the the one who sees all and knows all, is not going to give someone um you know, they're seeking his face, like Anna was, a revelation and one day the revelation is, is flowing and then the next day it's like you sleep and you you blinded and you you don't know anything. The Lord will still be with you. And people don't understand that. So it's not like, you know, you you can be sleeping. The Lord will show you people sitting on, on high places with their faces and everything, showing how they're assembling to uh, do something to you. And do you do anything? No. You don't have to go and tell them why, because God's working it out. Mm-hmm. So you, you, you understand. So Jesus, it's not like he didn't know what was happening. Right. And the Bible says he was not of a stately being. He wasn't somebody who was appealing to people uh, that 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 they would have liked. And and so they they were angry with him. And then in the seventh trumpet, when it's blowing, Jesus is coming um, and setting up the uh, in the earth, and and people will be angry because there's purification that has to take place. There's change that has to, in a new dimension, that has to go forth. So people even that say that that they're with uh, God now, that they say that they're Christians, there's some things that they're not just going to let go of. 
just like we see uh, with um, um, uh, Lot and his wife, they were like lingering. And the angels are there, they're still lingering. Their mind couldn't shift to the fact that their home is getting ready to get destroyed. Everything is getting ready to go. Rip, you got to get out of here. (laughs) A new day. A new day for a lot of people in this hour. And people are not taking understanding on it. Why is God doing this? Why, Why is this happening? Okay, mm-hmm. you know, you see, and one of, someone asked me that question the other day, as a matter of fact, and I'm I'm going to answer it again here for anyone mm-hmm. who's out there listening and they wonder why is God doing? God is not doing this. This is right. man's desire for wickedness, man's yeah. desire for wickedness that increase destruction in the land because we're we're turning it over to Satan. Please share your thoughts. You're absolutely right because we, um, when you know, that's why um, and it's, it's so important to read your word. You really, as, as, as believers, you know, we, we are called to all be ministers of the gospel. And the Bible says, study to show yourself approved. You got to know that this, right now, Satan is the king of this world. This, this, this world, what you're reading in Revelation, all of the things, the plagues are coming down to the earth because the earth is what is, is, is going to be destroyed as we know it because his power is what is the reigning power. This is not the, the end time for us, you know, as, as believers, as, um, you know, we, the Bible says we're going to have, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth. Because the current system, the world system, is going to be destroyed, and you just have to know that what we're what we're experiencing here, this is not the end all. This is not what God has in store for us. It's just so that we can be reminded of the plan of God, reading the word, knowing what it says about the time in which we're living in today. You know, it's it's, it's not the time of you know in times past where our grandparents were saved, um, you know, coming into the smaller churches. It's on a whole different level today, ministry in the church. And we really have to be more more today than ever before knowledgeable of the things of God so that when, when these things that are happening, we're not caught up, you know, in focus on what we see. You know, because take, for example, when, when Donald Trump became president, I couldn't believe how many, the believers were in a, they were in an uproar. And, and I looked at everybody, and I'm like, but God sitting on the throne. Irregardless of who the president is, whoever God uses, allows to use, we must pray for everyone who sits in seats of authority because you don't know what God's plan is. We we are we just have to trust God in whatever we do, whether we understand it, whether we can make heads or tails of it and open up an explanation. We as individual believers, we have to seek God for whatever we don't understand. And we have to come at it in a spiritual aspect, not just the physical, you know, in the natural for what we see. Oh, he's going to be president. Things are going to be crazy, so forth and so on. You got to always remember, but God, but God, but God, in spite of whatever is going on, 
but God. And like you said, God is not doing these things, though he allows it to happen because he says he'll take what the enemy means for evil and he'll make good out of it. That's why we, again, as I said when we first started talking, we got to be built up in our most holy faith to trust God even when sometimes if you can't trace him and you can't see him, know that God is still in control. And if we do what the word of God says, then we will see the word of God begin to manifest. Believers, it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and turn from their wicked ways, he says, then I will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. So God is in control, but are we doing our part as believers? Are we doing what God has called us to be doing? You know, we can't just be looking at what's going on. We must be we must be in prayer about everything because this is not a natural life that we're living. We're spirit beings having a human experience, first and foremost. And we really gotta see things from learn how to see things from a more spiritual perspective than from the natural because if we're always looking at things in the natural, you're going to always be taken aback. You're going to be caught off guard because you're not seeing for what it really is. Child is acting out. It's not that your child is acting out. It's that the enemy has seeped in and has caused some things to happen, so you have to pray. You have to pray against that attack that's on your child. In the spirit realm first, the Bible says go into Go into your, your secret place and pray so that God will reward things openly and we'll begin to see change. You know, we, we must pray. We must pray in spite of everything else. We as believers must pray and really, really, really seek God more now than ever before. Amen and amen. And I, I, I think um, we should also seek when we're seeking the Lord, he says, seek ye the kingdom of God and his righteousness, um, and his righteousness. And, um, with the renewing and transformation of the mind that comes by the power of God through the Holy ghost, um, as the word of God tells us in John 16 and Romans one, Romans eight, um, Galatians, um, five, we must be led and walk by the Spirit of God. And how do we get the Spirit of God? I think it has become so confusing that, you know, we have to have some type of connection with someone else who has um, the Spirit of God. It's an individual walking God. And Jesus said, if you seek it, if you seek him, you, you will find him. If you seek it, you, it will come. And um, it's a genuine, a genuine seeking. It's not like you know. Well, I just want to experience this. I want to see what it's like. I want to. No, it's is that you genuinely. The Lord knows your heart. That you really want to have that relationship with God, and and He will he, draw nigh to Him, and He will draw nigh to you. It's a very basic kingdom principle. Draw nigh to God, and He will draw nigh to you. Now. You also want to, again, you, you do want to fellowship with others who are seeking the things of God, who want to grow. And and I'm sorry to, to say this to a lot of people who, who don't want to hear this. God said, be holy as I am holy. Are you going to be perfect? No, but like Paul said, he was striving 
for it. He was striving for the perfection because he wanted to be right in God's eyes, not man's. It's not whether he was wearing on the outside, not what his flesh looked like, not not what uh, his outer portion was like. It was what was on the inside of him. The man mm-hmm. that was on the on the cross with Jesus Christ, he he gave his life to Jesus Christ, and he said, "Let me be in paradise with you." He genuinely wanted it. He genuinely wanted to be with him. He he could he realized that there was purity, there was uh, perfection in Jesus Christ, and he wanted it. He wanted to be where he was going. The other one couldn't see it. He remained in his perdition. He remained in the place that he was. He was rebellious to the system. He was one of those that would be angry with someone who who was so holy, someone who was desiring the truth and spirit of Jesus Christ, the truth and spirit of God, the truth and spirit of the Holy Ghost, the one. So um, there's going to be people that if you say, you know, be holy as he is holy, it, it's too, they don't want change. They don't want transformation. They will be angry with you. And they will look at ways to poke you and pick you apart as they did with Jesus Christ. And, and you just have to accept it and say, okay, Father, it's all about you. I, I, I receive it. I accept it. And keep moving forward and keep doing what the Lord has called you to do. You know, many people are not going to want to hear that. But, you know, the Bible tells us in James chapter 4, as, as uh, um, uh, I'm getting to the final parts, and I, I want to make this clear um, to everyone before I go out, or before we go off of here and um, we start sharing our final thoughts and the resolution. I just want to read a, uh, James chapter 4 again. It says, from whence come wars and fighting, um, fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust at war in your members? You know, we we have to stop. We have to stop lusting and thirsting for the things of this world and put our uh, our thirst into Jesus Christ, our hunger into Jesus Christ. Um, it says, "Ye lust and have not; ye kill, even ready to kill, and desire to have it." And cannot obtain because ye fight and war, yet ye have not because ye ask not. So I, I, I wonder, you know, people sitting and they're saying they're reading the word of God and they're having Bible studies and things. I, I wonder what are they studying? Are they studying for an agenda or are they studying because they really want to have that relationship with God? That they want to surrender to him. They want to have that real intimate relationship with him, not drama based, but right. for real, for real, you know. Mm-hmm. And James um, four three it says, "Ye ask and receive not, because ye ask amiss." What What is your petition to God? What are you crying out to Him for? What is your basis with Him? Do you have a genuine relationship? with him, that when you talk to him, he can hear you, and he will listen, that he's ready to reveal 
mysteries, revelation to you and trust you with it because he knows that you're going to take understanding. He knows that, that you're going to be yoked in him and abide in him with it, that you're not just going to go blowing it to everybody and saying, oh, this and that, or no, prophesying this and that. Or are you going to be able to be manageable in him in the relationship because you love him and you don't want to forsake him? You want to remain steadfast, immovable, and abiding in him. And then it says that ye may consume it upon your lust. Is it a, or you ask him because you have an agenda at heart? It's outside of the realm of God, outside of the will of God. And he says, ye adulterers and adulteresses. Now, when you talk about someone being adulterer and adulteress before God, that's a serious thing. You know, you're supposed to be married to the groom, and you're the bride, and you're just walking around any kind of house, doing any kind of thing. The husband is saying, be still and 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 uh talk to me and spend some time with me and and you're like, "No, come on here i gotta i I gotta go and uh get some entertainment I gotta go and get do some exercises I gotta go and uh, uh wet my tongue I gotta go and you know um whatever it is that you wanna do and and your husband is saying, Spend some time with me." Your husband is saying, you know, uh, unite with me, connect with me. You know, your husband is saying, oh, I want you to wear my yoke and 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 go this way, go to the right today. But you know, you're just feeling like being adulterous and find something else to connect with, something else to intertwine with. Um, we have to begin to look at the word of God and let it speak to us individually and examine ourselves. I'm examining myself. And then it says, Know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Enmity, enmity is a serious word. You Becoming an enemy of God, becoming a person who is totally... Uh, abominable, disconnected with God is a scary thing. And it's because friendship with what? The world. Friendship with entertainment. Friendship with many things that the Lord said stay away from. Friendship with these things that are severing your marriage with the Lamb of God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is the enemy of God. Now, I didn't say that. The Word of God says that. Mm-hmm. The Word of God says that. If if my ears is in tune with the world more so than it is with God, I I can't stay away from things. And the Holy Spirit is telling me get away from there. I'm a, I'm committing adultery. That that may be too hard for someone, but that's where it is right now in this hour. And you're wondering why these things are going on in the earth. It's because you're becoming an enemy of God. You're friends with the world. 
Do you think that the scripture saith in vain, the spirit that dwelleth in us lusteth to envy? Ooh. Envy. Mm. Envy. Wow. Envy. But wow. he giveth more grace. Wherefore, meaning, and this is not a grace where he's saying, okay, he was having mercy upon Lot. This is a grace that empowers and equips you to overcome. This is a grace that helps you to be sustainable in the kingdom of God. This mm-hmm. is a grace that where you lost your strength, that you picked up his grace, and mm-hmm. you said, I'm not going over there because I got to stay with God. This is that type of grace. It's an empowering and equipping grace. Wherefore, he said, and I'm not angry, I'm raising my voice, but I'm not angry because I want to get this out and I want you to hear. Wherefore, he said, God resisted the proud, but give it grace unto the humble. Now, we talked a little bit about that proud. What are some of the other spirits of pride? Pride, this is me. This is how I am. Mm-hmm. I don't care what's going to be good for the people. You know, what I what I care about is my agenda. Care that uh, someone's over there crying. I don't care that somebody's baby's head got bashed up against the wall. I, I'm not caring about that. Pride. 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 I, I have my status... And nobody's going to strip me of my status, so they have to go first. Pride. 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 Okay? So pride. The devil was very prideful. And let me tell you, the devil was so bold, he left the abode of God. He left the, he left the place, the kingdom the, of heaven, the abode place sitting with the Father. He left mm. it because of his boldness, pride. Mm-hmm. Wow. Jesus, help us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. Mm. But he said, wow. but God give it grace unto the humble. God give his grace unto the humble. Those that's willing to give up their pride. That's yes. willing to say, I'm sorry. That's willing yes. to say, Oh, okay. I, I'm. I, I I believe I'm right, but you know, let's have peace. I'll accept what you say. You know, pride, pride. Letting go of the pride. Being humble. Uh, you, you know what? Um, they stepped on my toe, and I know they meant it, but I I'm still gonna love them. I'm I'm gonna humble. I'm gonna let them say what they're saying, doing what they're doing, all of that. But I'm just. I'm just going to sit back and stay with the Lord right now because I want to keep my relationship with him. Humbling. Mm. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Because, see, you know, it wasn't though that the Pharisees didn't know who Jesus was. They knew because in John chapter 11, he, you know, he prophesied. The Bible says that the high priest prophesied and said that is it not fitting for one to die for the rest of us, you know? 
So he knew mm-hmm. what was happening. He knew the word of God. Yeah. You know, so we we would be fooling ourselves if there's not people out there that's like that. There are people that's like that. And 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 that still want to destroy the things of God because they like their seats in high places. Yes. And I'm not yes. trying to stop you. Keep your high place. Keep it. But I'm yes. telling you that there's days are coming and we're in a different season. That's all I'm trying to tell you. It's a mm-hmm. time for you to say, "Ooh, I give this these things up and I want to serve the living God." I want to submit myself to God, as it says in 7, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Basic kingdom, you know, reject that devil. Resist him. Say no to the devil. Basic kingdom principle, basic kingdom concept. But people find it difficult, and it's like I'm angry at you, God, because I I, I, won't, I, I don't want to give it up. I got to stay here, and, and Satan's offering me this. Lord, help us. Oh. Satan's going to give me all of this gold over here, and Satan's going to give me all of the oil over here, and say, Satan's going to give me uh, 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 a higher position, so, uh, God, I can't give it up. Resist the devil and he will flee from you, is what the Bible says. He says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Wow. Isn't that simple? Mm-hmm. Now, what's really so is. hard about it? It's it's so simple. He said, basically, James said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. He says, cleanse your hands. Ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Ye double-minded, what is it? God or mammon? God or mammon? God or mammon? Let us make choices that are wise in God, that we can continue to build, build salvation, build up each other in love, build up each other in what the Lord have destined us to be in him. He says, be afflicted, mourn, and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he shall lift you up. Amen. That's the word of God. That's the word of God. Very, very simple and basic. But we find it difficult to follow. But Dr. God Dr. have given us the grace. Go, go yeah. ahead. Sorry. I just said, when, no, not to mean to cut you off, but something just had dropped in my spirit when you were just sharing this. Because like you said, um, it, the word is very simple and it's plain and it's clear. And I, I think the greatest thing that people struggle with is fear. You know, the enemy the enemy comes in, you know, and I believe in messes with their minds and, and has them afraid. I think that's I, I think that's what really hinders people when it's all said and done. You know, those I believe who love God anyway, you know, afraid to, to go through the pain and the hurt of change. 
you know, because it says here um, in the scripture, it says, be afflicted and mourn and weep. Let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Because you, people sometimes think that, you know, that they found happiness in the world. And the Bible is saying here, it says here, be afflicted and mourn and weep and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to heaviness. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he shall lift you up. Be willing to, to, to give up the world's devices for a, and, and just but for a moment. Because the Bible says, you know, these are but light afflictions, but we must go through. And I think people are afraid of the go-through. They're afraid of the go-through. So they stay in the mess that they're in because the enemy really has their minds deceived, like this is better than what God has. Because you can't really see what the Lord has planned for you. It's almost like I, I've seen this um, this captured that it was like a cartoon character that someone had done. And the, um, there was a man standing there that was supposed to be somewhat like a, um, a prediction of Christ. And he was asking a little girl to give up her little teddy bear. And she had this little teddy bear that was so cute and it was cuddly. And he was asking her to give him the teddy bear. And behind his back, he had a huge teddy bear that was bigger than the girl that would have overtaken her had he given it to her. You know, it reminds me of the blessings that you won't even have room enough to receive that God wants to do for us but out of fear, out of fear and comfortness and complacency. You know, people don't want to give up they, what they think they have in the world system, which is really nothing compared to what God really wants to share and bestow upon us. The word says, eyes have not, have not heard what the Lord wants to do for those who love him, but fear, fear. I believe that people are are afraid, and we have to come past that. And I'm saying we because, like you said, the word is always, when you say the word, it's always for you first because sometimes we can find ourselves in those places of, of things that, that are just just afraid of what might happen. Like if if you did this, like well, I'm afraid this that this may not go over well with this person or whatever have you. But fear comes in so different forms and fashions. You know, it it really does. But we just have to be be willing to like it, like the word says, be afflicted and mourn. Because even if he doesn't want to the wet, but if God is telling you to do it, be afflicted and mourn. Take it. And, 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 and you might cry for a moment, but he says, and your, and your laughter might turn to mourning. You might have some times of, of some sadness, and you might have some times of some heaviness. But he says, if you humble yourself in the sight of the Lord, that he shall lift you up. That he yes. shall lift yes. you up. You've got to believe and be willing to trust God more than we trust our flesh, more than we trust men. Because the Bible says, put no trust in me. You know, putting no trust in flesh is what it says, but what is man? If we're, we're flesh. We're flesh. Amen. Put no trust in it. Put well, no trust well, in your flesh. Well, I, I, I want to correct that. Yeah, we, you know, with the, the flesh side, because we're called to be spiritual beings in Christ Jesus. Mm-hmm. Right. When, you see, when, Pete, when uh, Stephen, after the stoning, he said, 
Lord Jesus, receive my what? Spirit, you know. My spirit. Right. So we have we we are to be growing into the spiritual nature of our Father, born mm-hmm. again in Him, and so we become spiritual beings because we have we're taking on uh, the born again state by being led and walking by the Spirit of God. So we're no longer seeing what our eyes, our ears, right. our our. Uh, way of thinking, we begin to see things in the eyes of God because we're transformed and renewed in the mind. Um, Mm -hmm. I have an apostle from overseas. He sent me um, uh, 1 Peter 1, 22 through 25 that he wanted me to share. And he says, seeing ye have purified your souls and obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren, See that ye love one another with a pure heart fervently, being born again, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible by the word of God, which liveth and abideth forever. For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass, and the grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. But the word of the Lord endured forever, and this is the word which by the gospel is preached unto you again. And so you rightly stated that, you know, we we, we find it difficult um, in, in our early stages of giving up certain things. Um, and this is why we, we want to look at the solution. How do we get past this? Now, one of the things that if we are there, or if we were there, and and it's always going to be a continuous process because David repented several times um, for the acts that he performed when he was in his lower stages of of discovery. He 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 had committed certain acts that were not in agreement with God. So we we can accept that. So first, one thing we have to do is accept the fact that we have sinned. We mm-hmm. have to. Except the fact that we have sinned and have fallen short of the glory. And and um, David accepted it. And in his acceptance that he was sinful before God, he didn't like it because he was like, you know, he was, it was so hurtful to him that he laid on the floor for three, for uh, a period of time and fasted, and 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 he was naked, seeking the Lord because he he was so upset about what he had done. Mm-hmm. And he repented, and not only that, his his error caused death in his generations, and so mm-hmm. he was pleading for the child, mm-hmm. pleading for the child's life, and so it, it shows us that there's a need for consecration also. There's a need for us to pray and fast. Jesus said it. This one comes by fast through fasting and prayer. And there's certain things that if we're not careful, we'll be like Lot. We will have distorted views. We will look at things and we will cling to things and, and find it difficult to leave them behind. And we will become acceptable of things that we shouldn't be probably mixed up with. If we do not go through consecration and and go through the process of cleansing often 
And, and so praying and fasting and also going in the Lord. So um, in First John, when we talk about repentance, the Bible tells us, I'm reading from verse 7 on out, it says, but if we walk in the light, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Jesus Christ, his son cleanses us from all sin. If we say that we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. Now, the Holy Spirit will convict us of sin because the Bible tells us, um, if you can go to John chapter 16, because I'm, I'm trying to get uh, sure. these scriptures off in here, and as I'm bouncing around, mm-hmm. <laughs> John chapter 16, you know, it talks about the Holy Spirit. It talks about the paracletos or the comforter coming yes. in the midst of us. And mm-hmm. it tells us what the Holy Spirit will do. And if you can read from verse 1 through 11. What, okay. Uh, okay. John chapter 16, right? Yes, please. Words of warning. These things that I have spoken unto you, that ye should not be offended. They shall synagogue, yea, the time cometh, that whosoever killeth you will think that he doeth God's service. And these things will they do unto you because they have not known the Father nor me. But these things have I told you that when the time shall come, ye may remember that I told you of them. And these things I said not unto you at the beginning because I was with you. But now I go my way to him that sent me and none of you asketh me, whither goest thou? But because mm-hmm. I have said these things unto you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, and when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin because they believe not of on me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and ye see me no more, of judgment because the prince of this world is judged. I have yet many things to say unto you, but ye cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, is come, he will guide you into all truth for he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify me, for he shall receive of mine, and shall show it unto you. All things Father hath are mine, therefore said I, that he shall take of mine, and shall shew it unto you. A little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, Ye shall see me because I go to the Father. Would you like me to continue? Um. So, yeah, yeah, I think you should because it's going okay. to talk about, yeah. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. I'll continue. Then mm-hmm. said some of his disciples among themselves, What is this that he saith unto us? A little while, and ye shall not see me. And again, a little while, and ye shall see me. And because I go to the Father, said, Therefore, what is this that he saith a little while? We cannot tell what he saith. Now Jesus knew that they were desirous to ask him and said unto them, Do ye inquire among yourselves of that I said a little while, and ye shall not see me, and again a little while, and ye shall see me? Verily, verily, I say unto you, that ye shall weep and lament, but the world shall rejoice. And ye shall be sorrowful, but your sorrow shall be turned into joy. Amen. Yes, amen, amen. Amen. That's good good words right there. Yes, Um, yes, yes. And, and you know, as I said, uh, in Romans chapter 8, it talks about us, um, those that walk by the Spirit of the Lord, they're, they're, we're not in enmity with God. And so mm-hmm. the Spirit is coming and it's going to judge us for certain things, and um, it will let us know that there's a necessity to repent. Um, yeah. Even the Lord will send someone like he did to <laughs> David. He sent the prophet Nathan to remind them of his uh simple nature, whether it was in parable format or however it it was in parable format in this particular case with Bathsheba that I'm speaking of. And mm-hmm. and one of the things was is that David repented and God said, this is a man after my own heart because he realized his sin. And one, so we have to be capable of realizing our sin. If we if we say that we have no sin and we continue to make ourselves right, we're in danger of God. If we begin continue to be like Saul, Saul justified himself. Every time when Samuel came to him, he justified himself, and 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 we cannot justify ourselves in the eyes of God. So if someone is coming and they're telling you the word of God and you are rejecting it, you're not rejecting the person, you're rejecting God because it's the word of God and Jesus' word. Basic principle again, kingdom principle, uh, John chapter 1, Jesus was the word. Jesus is the word. And, okay, word is spirit. So when we reject it, we we are not rejecting um, the individual. As uh, the Lord said in in Acts chapter seven, when he speaks, uh, when Stephen is speaking, and he's talking about um, the, the children of Israel who were going through the wilderness, and and they didn't uh, believe what Moses was saying, and and God was saying it wasn't because of Moses; it's because they didn't understand that it was God speaking through Moses to them, and so they they stayed in the wilderness longer than they had to. It's not that we have to face um, uh, destruction. It's that we have an opportunity to leave it and cleave to the Lord so that we will be able to bond with him in heavenly places and bond with him here in the dominion and power that he has restored to us through Jesus Christ. So we have to let go of some things. So we we must repent. We must dwell in the Word of God. We must um, spend times individually and corporately 
seeking the Lord, seeking revelation by his word, asking the Holy Spirit to guide us and show us what is the word of God that he, what is in the word of God that he want us to know. What, he want us to know all of it because Jesus is the word. So the, the question is, is are we taking time to read the word of God, to study, to bind with it, to bond with it, to, to cling with it and take the full revelation of it, not just one scripture at a time, but what is the whole context? What does it mean? Uh, just as um, Minister Jacqueline was reading, we were reading John 16. There's so so much in it to get the full story of what God is trying to say. Why leave it on the plate? Why Don't we want all of it so that we can bear the whole breastplate in righteousness before God? So we do need the word of God. We need to be in prayer and fasting, as I said earlier before. We want to spend time in prayer, communicating to God, not um, not saying um, beautiful and wonderful prayers in the midst of each other that uh, tinkles the ears of each other, but we want to talk intimately one-on-one with God and get revelation from him because with communication, there's a two-way there's a listening and then hearing uh, phase of it, and then there's also the area where we are talking, and so we must be able to receive, and in order to receive, we must have intimacy. We must have a connection with the Lord, our Savior. Amen. So the next thing we want to do, again, is uh, we want to spend time in the Lord. We want to know who we are to him, we, and as Paul said, we want to examine ourselves to prove ourselves not to be reprobate. Now, when David had slept with uh, Bathsheba, he came and he prayed. He prayed and he sought the Lord. And as he was seeking the Lord, he's asking the Lord to wash him, to wash him. He said, let me um, read Psalms 51 where David is talking. He says, have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. So he's pleading with the Lord, and he says, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge, he acknowledge his transgressions. He said, for I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me so he's he's reflecting on it what he did he realizes it was he severed a relationship that he had with God and he wanted to restore it he wanted to bond back with the father the days of old when he's sitting in and as a shepherd boy and he knows that the Lord is out there with him so he realized there's a disconnect and he wants to reunite. He wants to go back into that intimate stage where he, he knows the Lord and the Lord knows him. So it's not just that you know God, but you need the Lord to know you. Yes. yes. So he says, and for he says, against thee, thee only have I sinned. And so he realized that it's such a great thing. And he said, and this evil in thy sight. Have you ever taken time to say, Lord, look at me, I'm so wicked before you. You show me this sin in me, and it's it's so bad, you know. 
if I could go back and change it, and in fact, you'll be just so grievous about it that you wish that you never had tread on that path. If you have you ever been there before, to know, or or did you, or are you still justifying yourself and saying, well, I know I'm okay because I go off in the church and I pay my tithes and I do this and I do that. Come on, body of Christ, let's wake up. We need Jesus Christ in our life. So we want to know our sin, and we also want to repent of our sin. And you can't know your sin unless you know when you transgress the things of God. It's not how man is looking at you, how man is perceiving you. Because man may say, oh, you're fine. Don't worry about it. And God will say, you know, we're filthy as rags. And Isaiah didn't know it until he became close to God. And he realized, oh, my tongue is messed up. My tongue is dirty. Purge it, God. Purge it so I can be right and talk to you. You see? Mm -hmm. So we don't know until we get that intimate connection and the Lord begins to work on us, pruning and shaping us and molding us. And Lord knows when you're molding some clay, if you take the whole clay and you squeeze it all the way through, oh, my God, what is the Lord doing to me? You know, but we got to take it. We got to receive it. We got to let him work us out, work work it out of us. And sometimes we have to lay down and just say, Father, take this out of me. I'm angry. uh, I have a sorrow and a pain point in me. It needs to come out. I don't want to be like this. And this Mm -hmm. is what David is doing. He says, against thee. Be only have I sinned and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be be judges justified when thou speakest and be clear when thou judgest. Be behold, I was shapen in iniquity. So he he realized I was so filthy already before. And you clean me up and look at me. I'm back at that same stage again. I'm back to the point of where I was like when I came out of my mother's womb. He says, behold, I was shaping in iniquity and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward part and in hidden part. In the hidden part, thou shalt make me to know wisdom. So he knew that, you know, the revelation stopped. He said, in the hidden part, you know, when I'm up under your wings, when I'm in the shadow, the place of uh, um, the shadow of you, I can, I, I'm getting wisdom. It's, it's all cut off because of that one simple nature he had performed. And he said, mm-hmm. purge me with this salt. And I shall be clean, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make to hear joy and gladness. That's what yeah. he was getting from God before then, that the bones which thou has, has broken may rejoice. So he's, he's like even his innermost being, have you ever been cold and you're just shaking inside and shivering? Well, he he yeah. said, that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. So his bones was like, I don't feel like I can do this anymore because I, I lost that connection, my relationship with God. And, and you know, I, I, I remember walking out from a crowd before and 
going outside by myself and they came looking for me because I was like, no, I got to spend some time with God. I got to hear and communicate with him. I need to get outside the gate where I'm by myself so I can get that connection with him that I'm so used to. It's like, you know, it feels funny if you don't have God with you. And he was, he wasn't feeling right. And he said, hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, oh mm. God, and renew the right spirit with me. So he wasn't only concerned about the inner, uh, the heart, the way he was feeling inside of his soul. He was concerned about his spirit. Create, renew the right spirit within me, you see. Uh, and he knows that, that that is where the connection point is. That's where he needs to be connected with the spirit of God. That that numa, that, that uh, the spirit of God, and we need that. We need that. Shama glory presence around us. He said, cast me not away from thy presence. So he needed all three of these things working with him. He needed his personality, that personality he picked up. I want that personality to grow, and I want the clean heart where I'm with God seated in heavenly places with the Lord, where the authority seat reigns. I want to be in the righteousness in my spirit. He said, cast me not away from thy presence. So he wants to even get into the glory side. I want to be in the presence of the Lord. And take not the whole, thy Holy Spirit from me. Mm-hmm. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Wow. And yes. uphold me with thy free spirit. It, isn't that a wonderful place to be? Mm-hmm. Then will I teach transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. Do, do you hear that body of Christ? Yes. I'm praying yes. that somebody is hearing that. That's where mm-hmm. we need to be to bring salvation unto others. That's Praise where them. we need to be to be able to teach transgressors thy ways and sinners shall be converted unto thee not unto me not unto my message but unto thee unto the most the most high God that's where they want to be taken to they want to be at the vine attached to the vine so that they can begin to Drink that wine of Jesus Christ and get that bread and that manna from heaven, oh God, so that they can experience salvation in the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And I'm going to stop right there and please share um, what the Lord is giving you, um, our dear sister, Jacqueline. This, this is one of my favorite um Scriptures here. One of my favorite psalms is Psalm 51. Since I've been here, <laughs> I've missed it and I've cried out to the Lord, and and He will definitely hear your cry. And like you said to anyone who's out there listening, this is where you want to be in order to be. This is where you need to be in order to be able to hear from God. 
You know, we can't, the Bible says, to come and enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. So you've got to have the right spirit. You know, you've got to have your heart's got to be right if you're going to serve God and if you're going to please him. This is where it begins. You've got you to gotta ask God for forgiveness for whatever it is that you may have done that was not pleasing unto him so that you can get right with the Lord and, and you can experience, you know, his loving kindness and his grace and his mercy. You first got to repent. So I, I was so, yeah, my spirit was just bouncing all over the place when you were reading this because David, you know, in he was always a lover of the things of God, but he realized that when he lost his way, that he had to go back and tell tell the one true living God against you or you only have I sinned. You know, I've hurt you. And so when you when you have the love love of God is truly down on the inside of your heart, you don't you don't mind getting on your knees and falling on your face and asking God for forgiveness because that separation is more than one can bear. You know, so you you've got to repent and you got to get to the place where you can get back to that because that's what's necessary. Like, um, and also you touched on in John, um, I think it's um, chapter 15 or 14. That's one of my other favorite passages of scripture, Jesus being the vine, you know, his father, and he, his father being the vine and, and some divine dresser. I'm just paraphrasing it, but that connection, that connection, tapping into the spirit of the living God, it, it takes you to a place you know, like no other that you can experience, as we were reading before, you can experience the comforter, you know, the Holy Spirit will come in and, and, and surround you and, and encompass you and engulf you. And that's, that's a song by uh, Kiara Shear. It's indescribable. The, yeah. the love of it is it's indescribable in, in the Amen. awesomeness. That moment of that's when you can, you're worshiping God in 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 all of His fullness and His glory is just is is wonderful. It's wonderful. I was ready to start praising Him when you were just reading it. My my spirit was just jumping because Amen. That, you you that 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 in awe and that reverence of the Lord God Almighty is nothing like it. Amen. And, and we're going to come back next week. We're going to share more um, in Matthew 24, um, and we're going to be talking about the seven bowls as well. We want to yes. thank everyone for listening to us today and more time with you. Um, but time is going now, and I just want to say get off into the Word of God and spend some time with them. For those of you that do not know him, surrender. Surrender all. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless everyone, and may the grace of God be with you. May he empower and equip you for the days to come. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That's the end of it, and um, 